When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our creator, and from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God, we thank you for this moment in our week. Our week that can sometimes be filled with storms. And we come here to hear your word. Peace be still. Help us, Almighty God, to allow our center to be calm so that we might return to the storms of our week and our world with a sense of dignity and confidence that you showed as you rode with your disciples on the Sea of Galilee. We pray this in Jesus' holy and most blessed name. Amen. Usually when we read a story like the gospel lesson, we do so with what I call our science eyeglasses. And when we read a story like this with our science eyeglasses on, we immediately notice the scientific miracle in the story. In fact, that is our total focus. We focus on the wind and the waves somehow being calmed by Jesus simply saying a word. With our science eyeglasses on, then we have two options how to interpret that passage. One option would be we look at the passage and we go, oh my goodness, Jesus contradicts nature itself. Jesus must be God. Jesus must be someone we must worship. With our science eyeglasses on, the other way to interpret the passage, how many people in the world do today, would be to look at the passage and say, no, that is scientifically impossible. That cannot happen, so it must be false. And so I reject the story. In fact, many people read the entire Bible with their science eyeglasses on, and they end up saying, no, that's impossible. And they end up rejecting the biblical story. There are other ways to read the Bible than with just science glasses on. And I suggest to you today that the Bible was not intended to be read as a science book. It is meant to be read as a spiritual book, which means we must put on our spiritual glasses to read it correctly. And when we do, when we put on those spiritual glasses, we realize that the story here today is much bigger than wind and waves being calmed. There is depth to this story that we would not notice 
if we only wore our science glasses. We put on our spiritual glasses and all of a sudden the story becomes like a great masterwork of art. It becomes like a great piece of literature. It becomes like a great painting. It becomes like poetry. It becomes like a beautiful symphony filled with symbolism that needs to be unpacked to get the true meaning of the story. And so we will take a look at this story with our spiritual glasses, not just our science glasses. And putting those spiritual glasses on, we begin noticing details that we do not notice with our other set of glasses. For example, the first thing we notice here is the phrase, other side. Jesus took his disciples to the other side. We tend to skip over that when we're focused on that miracle of the wind and the waves. But the other side is probably the most significant part of this text. And without understanding it, we don't understand the message that is of God for us today. You see, the other side for the disciples was like going to a foreign country. The Sea of Galilee is about, about the size of Lake Washington, but wider. It's not very big. On one side of the Sea of Galilee, on the west side, there were many Jewish villages. Everyone who lived there knew each other. They spoke the same language. They had the same religion. They had the same ethnic background. They were comfortable in their security of people who were like them. They lived in this kind of bubble. And it felt good to live in the bubble. When Jesus said, let's go to the other side, it was going to the east side of the Sea of Galilee. And on the east side of the Sea of Galilee, there were people who were foreigners. It was another country. It's called the Decapolis. People who lived there were Romans and Greeks, Persians, Arabs, Edomites, Ammonites, and many other different types of people. So moving from one side to the other side was scary for the disciples. And hence, of course... The storms are symbols of their fear. So we take our glasses and we peer even more fully into that symbol of the other side. And like great poetry or a great work of art, suddenly we see, oh, it's not just about the disciples. It's about us leaving what is familiar, what is safe, what is our bubble, and going to that which might be unknown, which might be a little scary for us. It's like leaving a congregation and going down to Oregon or Arizona. It's wonderful transition to the other side, but it can be fearful too. The unknown can be a scary thing. And all of a sudden, our spiritual eyeglasses have opened up the text. Oh, oh, this could mean the high school senior who goes off to college for the first time and all the storms that might be accompanying that young person. Oh, it's my story. When I go to the other side, when I transition from one job to another and face that unknown. 
Or maybe the other side for you represents getting that health diagnosis that you did not want to hear. Maybe it means going to the other side, taking the courage to face and be involved more in some protest movement or some running for office. Maybe it means going into some conflict that you have avoided and avoided or facing some pain in your life that you have submerged. Going to the other side might ultimately mean, and certainly does, going to the other side of life. Going to the other side of life. Death is the greatest unknown for us. It is foreign territory. All of those things jam-packed into this story and we're only at the first line. We continue to unpack this story and as we do, we realize no wonder the disciples hit this time of storms as they left their security and moved to that which is unknown. We read a little bit further and we see the author has placed in the story something that connects all of us. He says, there are other boats on the Sea of Galilee on their way to the other side. How many of you notice that? There are other boats. Yeah, not many of us. I think the author is saying, it's your boat, the reader. You're on the Sea of Galilee too. And you're going to the other side. You have unknown things that you have to face as well. The wind is howling. The storm is raging. The waves are coming over and you are frightened. You are alone. You are afraid. And then with our spiritual eyeglasses on, we read, and Jesus was asleep on the stern. And it's kind of like, okay, it's like, you know, it's like a tsunami of waves and he's sleeping. Now, okay, that's probably not literally true. But what's the symbolism here? In the midst of the greatest storms, Jesus is there with us and Jesus is calm. What a powerful spiritual message that transcends our science classes. In the midst of the greatest storms of life, Jesus is there. I can just picture the scene where Jesus is asleep and the disciples come over and they shake him. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And Jesus wakes up, and I don't know about you, as you wake up, there's sort of a transition time. And he's waking up, and his eyes are kind of opening up, and he's looking at his disciples first, right at them. And he sees the terror in their faces, as if there is a great storm inside them. And then he looks at the weather and says with a stern, strong voice, Peace. Be still. To whom is he really talking? To the wind and the waves? Yeah. Maybe to the wind and the waves and the storm within his disciples? Yeah. To the other boats who are floundering in the storm? Yeah. To you and me? in the midst of our storms? Yeah. All of that today. All 
from putting on our spiritual glasses and seeing the depth of the story. And with those glasses on, we also see what's not there. We notice that Jesus says, as they're on the sea in the midst of the storm, Jesus does not say, let's go back to where we had it secure. Let's go back to the village. Life was great then. Let's go back there and live in our villages. We can just be with people like ourselves. We all have the same language. We all have the same religion. We'll just stay there and we'll be safe. Jesus doesn't say that. He says, peace be still, and they continue to move to the other side. This is not a story to be read with science glasses. It is a story meant to be read with spiritual glasses. And it opens it up completely to the spiritual message which comes to us today, which can be summarized basically like this. God knows that you have one transition after another in life that you move on the storm you see to the other side. And God's message is, I'm with you in the midst of that storm. And I say, peace, be still to the storms of your soul. And I also say, keep moving. Go to the other side. Engage the person who doesn't look or speak like you do. Embrace and share God's love. What a powerful spiritual message for you and for me today, far beyond the science of the story. Amen. Let us pray.